welcome to this podcast from Christchurch Blackpool. For more information, please visit ccblackpool.co.uk. Hi. Just before we get going, um, I wanted to talk with you about uh, things that are happening across the summer. Um, as you may be aware, uh, the schools have broken up now and uh, we're uh, going to be seeing people going off on holiday and so typically at this time church is a little more difficult in terms of organizing meetings um, but uh, we just uh, we'd like to continue um, with our current meeting format uh, in that we want to do a preach um, sort of for each Sunday uh, so we will still be putting out videos at this time, the uh, government regulations mean that we, we can't meet all together. But we are encouraging you, if and where you feel comfortable, um, to meet within the government guidelines, to go and meet with one another um, in uh, each other's back gardens, or uh, go for a picnic in the park, or go and join each other down on the beach. And we'll probably put on a, a few events where we, we do this, um, but we will have to adhere to how the government has laid out the guidelines. So across this summer, um, we are going to do worship a little differently. Um, we'll probably point you towards some uh, YouTube videos on Sunday, but you know, sort of, if something strikes you, feel free to put it in the WhatsApp group. Share what God's been saying to you. Share. Um, a, a worship song that's really impacting you at this point um, and just uh, meet up with people if you're able to um, go have a coffee just chat together or pray together um, already we've got a few people who are, are meeting with one another just to, to pray during the week um, we're going to continue doing uh, Zoom meetings where possible. Um, we'll uh, sort of do a prayer meeting on a Friday typically. Um, youth might well be meeting uh, Zoom-wise. Um, and uh, we'll also sort of have Sunday mornings where we'll put out a preach on YouTube. So um, keep coming together, but uh, look to meet with one another and encourage one another in what God's saying to you. So this morning I want to, to continue basically where Matt left off. Matt talked last week, if you haven't seen the video, go and, go and take a look at it. It's a great preach about uh, church being family. And um, he talked out of Deuteronomy. Um, today I'm going to talk to you uh, from Ephesians um, because it, it encompasses that um, bit about uh, family and the church being family and uh, then P uh, Paul goes into um, us and, and that's really what I want to focus on this week is um, how uh, we are as individuals. You know, this whole um, time has been quite a challenge in some sort of ways. It's been quite wearing already in the media, you know, there have been talks about um, how uh, mental health is going to be a real challenge for people. And um, at the heart of it, um, it comes down to how we define ourselves. Um, and 
you know, the world will define who you are. They'll sort of look at you and they'll make certain assumptions and they might tell you certain things about yourself. Um, you know, maybe you're a, a single mum or, you know, maybe you're a, a dad who works nine to five or a dad who works all the hours that God sends. You know, sort of all of these things um, can be used to define who you are. Maybe you don't let the world define who you are. Maybe you define who you are. Maybe um, you uh, have certain ideas about who you are and you try and put those across. Um, but here's the question. Who does God say you are? Because ultimately you can, you can be defined by the world out there. You can be defined by um, yourself and what you think. But you're not going to be happy until um, God defines who you are, that you find a peace and a um, love, a joy um, to live as God defined you to live. I want to challenge you this week. Take a look at Ephesians. Um, because it's a great book. You know, we so often uh, look at Ephesians 6 and, and talk about the armour of God, but it's good to have a look at a fresh sense of um, this book and, and who God says the church is and who God says we are. Um, you know, Paul talks about us taking off the old self, um, putting aside uh, lying and telling sort of untruths and putting on a new self where we, we tell truth. Uh, putting off the old self of being angry and cross and putting on a new self that's full of peace. It's a great um, book to look through with that in mind. I had a um, a picture as I was preparing this word, it, it's been resting on my heart for quite a while actually um, and I've just not known how to um, bring this word that God had put in my heart um, and sort of we'd got a full agenda with um, bringing the word. Um, we were focusing on the book of Joshua. Uh, for the time being we've, we've put that aside and um, now we're just sort of picking out a few different preachers where God actually speaks uh, to the person who's going to share on Sunday and just uh, share God's heart to you. Um, and so I had this word and, and then God gave me a prophetic picture uh, earlier on this week that just married into this word and that along with putting Joshua down just gave me an ideal opportunity to um, share what God had put on my heart. Um, so I was walking across the road and I spotted under the, the hedge uh, that's opposite um, a little plant growing out of the tarmac on the pavement. And uh, when I looked at it, it didn't look like there was anything there for it to grow in. It, it didn't seem to be a crack or um, anything. It just seemed to be a really um, bizarre event that this plant was growing out of the um, sort of pavement. And then I was struck, reminded earlier uh, in the week, um, I'd uh, been doing a load of gardening and I'd dug out between the, the 
uh, pathway and our drive, um, it's two pieces of tarmac that meet. And um, one of the bits of, in between this, these two tarmac was growing a weed and I pulled it out. And as I pulled it out, this thing came out with a whopping great root. I know it was really impressive. But not only that, it actually broke the tarmac apart as I, as I pulled it out. It had sort of quite a bit of strength to it. And, um, you know, we, when you start looking around, I don't know what the, the roads and the, the pathways are like around you, um, but it seems that the, the plants have really taken over and um, sort of round uh, the edge of the road nearby where I live, um, there seems to be a whole load of plants that have just sprung out of the tarmac that are, are breaking apart the road and actually sort of growing together. And it's, it's in some ways, it's really quite beautiful. Um, but um, it just was an opportunity that God spoke through and started challenging me. Um, he spoke to me about the church and um, I was challenged. Why do we want to see people added to the church? Why is it something that we talk about? Why is it something that we want to, to see people saved and brought out? Um, and we use that term saved. Well, saved from what is what most people's response would be? Well, you know, sort of it's saved from um, not knowing God. You know, knowing God is, is such a privilege in our lives. Um, knowing um, what he's done for us and, and who he's called us to be um, is just such a bringer of peace. Um, you know, maybe we want a church because we want a big church, because we want to reflect the glory of God. Maybe we want a big church because we want to say, look at us, aren't we great? But actually, you know, that isn't that isn't our heart. That's that's not why we want a big church. We want a big church because we want to see people's lives impacted. We want to see communities changed. Just like those that tarmac area, those pathways, like the road being taken over by plants. Um, not to see it taken over, but to see it become beautiful to see it changed from what's quite harsh and hard into something that is beautiful and full of colour and full of vibrancy. Um, you know, we're here to disrupt, um, to pull things where, where things aren't happening in society according to uh, how God would have them happen. We're here to speak up on God's behalf that um, we have something to contribute into society and into the communities that we work in um, that, you know, sort of we bring God's rule, his authority, his way of doing things into the world. And um, we're here to see, you know, dead things come into life. Um, we're, we're not called to do that by bringing a pickaxe and going sort of and hacking it all up 
um, and then scattering a load of seeds down and, and trusting that, you know, then we'll, we'll have a beautiful um, way. That's, that's not what we're called to do. Um, we're called to disrupt, but we're not called to be disruptive. In that picture, we're the plants. You know, we're, we're not God who's, who's coming along with the pickaxe to break it all up. We're, we're the plants that um, all the plants do is they just, they take their opportunity and they grow. Um, they look to God, they look to his light and uh, to do what comes naturally to them to grow. You know, it can't be easy for those plants growing on the tarmac. It's um, probably hard ground to break through and, and sometimes I, I wonder, you know, if plants could think, um, whether they might think, you know, sort of, um, that uh, this, is, this is hard ground, I'm never going to survive this, this isn't comfortable. Um, it might even seem to the plant that it would be easier for them to uh, transplant themselves over to a, a nice garden with some nice fresh soil and sort of be out of everybody's way. But that isn't where they're planted. They can't do that. We're here to see a community in Blackpool that honours God, that brings glory to God and that is seen as being beautiful in the world. It starts not by changing those around us, it starts by us being changed, by us having um, our viewpoint changed. Um, we're in a place of fertility, we're in a place where God's called us. Um, that's what makes it fertile ground, it's not the ground itself it's the fact that God has planted us here and we might be um, uncomfortable there um, but by looking to God, by realising who he has called us to be, um, we can start seeing disruption to the area around us. Um, we can start seeing a breaking up of that ground. We can start seeing uh, God's plan flourish. And that really is at the heart of what I wanted to, to bring to you today is um, I know that a lot of us are finding these times challenging. You know, there are issues with mental health and um, sort of being locked down. Um, there are questions about where, where's my job going, you know, I, or I've lost my job and now I've got to find another job. Where's that going to come from? Um, there are issues about how, how are we going to uh, continue to uh, operate in a world where we're locked down to uh, sort of uh, communicating between at least a two metre gap. Um, how do we uh, safely travel on public transport? You know, the whole world seems to have been disrupted and, and changed. And um, it's for us to um, be firmly planted in where God's put us, um, to trust that God is going to uh, have our backs to, to look after us. Um, so this word started out when I, when I was looking at Ephesians 5, and I'm only going to take a few verses and I'm going to take each verse in, in sort of chance and just in 
um, progression and just uh, say what God said to me about that verse. It's, it's very straightforward, um, but I hope that it hits home along with that picture. Um, it certainly impacted me and uh, certainly been a challenge. So I, I went to Ephesians 5 um, because I was looking for that um, verse that's uh, commonly known as wake up O sleeper and rise from the dead for Christ's light will shine on you and um, it was uh, just God sort of prompted me on that there's a, a song done um, by a, a sort of group recently well uh, recently that's how old I am <laughs> it was done a while back by a group called Fatfish um, and um, it was uh, just um, going round in my head and I wanted to know where the scripture came from and to see what God would say. And so um, Ephesians 5.13 actually starts out with, but everything exposed by the light becomes visible and everything that is illuminated becomes a light. It's kind of weird that last bit, but we'll deal with the first bit. Um, it's how our eyes work, you know, when, when the light hits things, uh, we see um, what it is, we, we take, see the shapes and so forth, we see the plants and the ground, um, and, you know, sort of we begin to notice things. We take that word exposed and we, we think, oh gosh, well the light exposes all the bad things that we've done. But do you know what? It's not just the bad, it's the good that's also exposed. You know, it's the good works that we do. Um, and it's those things that people will see in your life. They're, they'll see how you deal with situations. They'll see that you're um, naturally gifted at, at just serving somebody. And they'll go, why? What's different about you? Um, so the light that God shines on our lives, on other people's lives, brings um, that recognition of the good things that we do, as well as the things that perhaps we're not so proud of, um, those things that we want to, um, we wish would just be washed away. Um, and perhaps that's a part of what the Holy Spirit is doing, is just highlighting things that uh, he wants you to deal with. But then Ephesians 13, 5.13 goes on to say that everything that is illuminated becomes a light. And it's a bit weird to think, you know, when Paul was writing this, I don't think he would have understood that the, the moon isn't actually a light source, that um, the moon actually just reflects light from the sun. And so um, sort of what we are able to, to walk around by at night is because of the sun. It's not down to the moon. Um, and so actually when in our scientific knowledge understand that, you know, sort of actually by things lighting up uh, something, it gives a light that bounces back. And so when God lights up your life, it's the light that other people see. So, you know, sort of people are encouraged by Jesus's light 
in you. It's not that you yourself are lighting the way, it's Jesus's light in you that reflects and bounces into other people. So verse 14 goes on to say, that is why it is said, wake up sleeper, rise from the dead and Christ will shine on you. God's light comes on us and we're to wake up. Um, I was really stirred. That, that was what was in my heart was just sort of, it's so easy to lead a life where I'm just sort of ticking along, just um, almost ignoring God, but not quite, you know, sort of, um, but not actively seeking after God. And we're to, to wake up and to go after him. Um, you know, it's just like those plants. All they do is they grow. They just look at to where the light source is coming from and they grow. And that's all we're to do. So I'll take the next chunk, 15 to 18, verse 15 to 18, um, and uh, just highlight a number of things out of it. Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Our lives get noticed. As we're filled with the Holy Spirit and led by the Holy Spirit, it's an opportunity to reflect God in our lives. We need to allow the Holy Spirit to direct us. 1 Peter 1 says about being holy as I am holy. It's actually a reference back to Leviticus. Um, but Peter was telling the churches there um, that we're to be set apart. That's what that word holy means, that we're to be different um, from the world. Um, and so we're to be different as he God is different. We're not to conform to the pattern of the world. That's Romans 12. We're to um, follow where the Spirit leads us. It's quite a challenge to focus on where the Holy Spirit is leading us. It leads us on to the next point, but verse 16 says, Make the most of every opportunity. What a fantastic encouragement. Make the most of every opportunity. Of course, I frequently then go, oh, messed up again, didn't do that. You know, but so it's easy to kick yourself, but God's grace exists. Um, and don't kick yourself, but just uh, keep pressing on, keep looking to make the most of every opportunity. Verse 17 goes on to say, understand the Lord's will. Oh, now there's a challenge, isn't it? If we don't understand the Lord's will, it's going to be difficult to make the most of every opportunity. If we don't understand the Lord's will, it's going to be difficult to be holy, to be set apart. It's key for us to understand the Lord's will. 
you know, we can so easily focus on why are we having such a hard time in Blackpool? Why is it a challenge? Why did COVID-19 happen? It's easy to focus on the things on the surface and not to actually dig down and understand what God is doing in this time, where he's leading, where his will is going. Um, it's, it's just a challenge to do that, but I want to encourage you to do it. You know, Isaiah 55 says, his ways are not our ways. His ways are higher. But here's the thing, they make sense. There's a logic to them. You may not understand it at the time, but when you see things from a distance, it will all make sense. His will is that his way would be done. That's how Jesus taught us to pray. Your kingdom come. We want to see God's will done. How do you do that? Well, spend time talking to him in prayer. Ask him to talk back. Talk to others, those around you. Read your Bible. God's word will help you understand what he's doing. Listen to the YouTube videos of people preaching um, and hear God's heart in them. Hear the understanding there. Verse 19 goes on to say, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord. You know, it's great that we, we get to worship each Sunday. Um, and even beyond that, we get to worship at other times. I was loving this morning um, listening to Andrea just uh, worshipping along with a, a sort of YouTube uh, video um, or a, a sort of worship CD. Uh, I'm not sure exactly which it was. Um, but, you know, it, it's an opportunity to, to sing. And singing does something to our spirit. We're, we're lifted when we sing. Um, and it's an amazing uh, thing that um, God does. And I, I can only imagine that it's the way we're built, um, that when we sing, we get this um, opportunity to uh, set our spirit to rise like an eagle. Um, so just encourage you, break with the British that says, I'm not any good at that. <laughs> Sometimes I think nobody wants to hear me sing, but actually my heart does, my spirit does. It wants to um, break free and worship God to sing to God, um, and uh, that sets us free. Verse 19 also talks about us meeting together. Um, don't let it, uh, don't, don't break with meeting together. Um, don't let it become a habit that you don't meet up. Um, it's been a, a huge challenge in the, the last um, four months. Um, that uh, we haven't been able to meet together because of COVID-19, that we've been on lockdown. But the restrictions are now easing. And I just encourage you, you know, it will do you good to meet together. And not only that, 
it will do the other person good as well. Um, so we're, we're social people, social beings. That's how we're designed. Um, God exists in a partnership of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And we were designed in exactly the same way. We're designed uh, to um, exist in a community. Um, finally, verse 20 goes, Always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. I just want to encourage you, be a person who gives thanks to God for everything in the name of Jesus Christ. It's, it will stand out to people when uh, you don't immediately jump to the negative, but you're actually giving thanks. The, the things that um, this lockdown has led to, families coming together. Um, I read a C.S. Lewis quote recently that was talking about how um, you know, sort of, uh, the the devil meant to to push people apart. That he meant to uh, lock them down. Um, and God said, "I'm going to take that and use it. Uh, I'll restore families. I'll put things back to the way uh, people will have time. They won't be in such a rush." And that was written back in the the almost the 60s. Um, and you just think, actually. That's come true in this day and age. And I'm grateful to God that there's an opportunity for us to um, just uh, press into him. So in conclusion, I just want to say, you might think of yourself as a weed. You've um, heard me uh, with a prophetic picture talking about the, the plants growing out of the tarmac. And you think, well, they're just weeds. They're not worthy. They're, they're not worth anything. They're in the wrong place. But the creator of heaven has made you. The creator has made you as his treasure and he loves you dearly. He values you above everything else. You are precious in his sight. That is who you are. You've been planted. It may not feel like a comfortable place. The situation around you may not be the best. You may wish you were in a garden. But here's the thing. You've got an opportunity to choose. Um, are you going to look at your surroundings, look down, or are you going to look up uh, to his light and focus on him? The definition of a weed is a plant that's considered undesirable in a particular situation. Who's telling you that? Who's telling you uh, that you're a weed? Is it the world? Is it you? Have a good week. Be blessed. Um, enjoy meeting up together. Uh, enjoy. We're praying for you all. Um, and we just pray for God's blessing on each one of you. We'll see you soon. Thank you for listening. For more information, downloads and podcasts, please visit ccblackpool.com.